This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Some business news. is saw that McDonald's is now testing a meat-free burger option called the McPlant. I guess it's good that McDonald's is offering healthier options, but I'm not sure this commercial is going to help sell it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's just lettuce in a bag. Uh, From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Pitter-patter, let's get at her. <laughs> Don't fuck around. <laughs> I had a few people message me about the extra from the podcast yesterday. Don't fuck around hey, is going to live you know on. what, though? That's great advice for, like, anytime, anywhere, anyplace. Like, sure. just don't fuck around, man. Don't fuck around. It's easy, it's easy advice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so a lot's changed in the last 24 hours. We now know that some kids are going back to school on Monday. And let's start off there because I swear to God, people are bipolar. They really are. Because some of the exact same people who for the last month have been shitting all over the government, open up the schools, people got to fucking work, are now that it's actually happening and actually a reality for most on Monday and the rest the following Tuesday after the family day long weekend are now the ones saying, but it's not safe, it's too soon. What about the teachers? Think about the kids. Doug Ford can't fucking win. He can't win. Like, there's just no fucking way that he can can get this right. I mean, even if he's 100% right or 100% wrong, people are going to shit on him regardless. Right. Is that fair? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of part of, of being in politics. This is an extreme case, though. I mean, being a politician of this this stature amongst in the middle of a pandemic hopefully it's at least in the middle my god i hope it's at least over with halfway i'm hoping like Um, eighth inning right right now (laughs) fuck i hope so uh yeah it's i mean it's that's kind of part of the gig though you kind of take it you gotta you can't forget the people that are complaining you can't forget that doing this is one part there's also got to be a little bit of a reopening of the economy because he's taking it like crazy when it comes to those business owners that are like losing money right now Mm -hmm. so if you open schools you have to have that other conversation too and some people think it's too soon and that's fine. Can I just say, though, like, don't people have uh, options uh, options when it comes to this? And I don't mean to be, you know, insensitive, but... I'll be insensitive if you want. Well, I mean, you don't... Because I know everyone's situation is different, okay? So that said, don't... Like, there's options. If you don't want to put your kid in school, do not put your kid in school. There are other options you may go ahead and do. Right? Sure there is. But you that- have a choice. And listen... Even if you don't have a choice, you're the parent. Don't send your kid. We're having the exact same conversation right now that we had last August when school was going in in September and people were flipping the fuck out again. Ah, it's not safe. Then don't send your kid. But I mean, it's one thing if you're a politician and and you're you've got your political ideology and you know that about half the population doesn't agree with it and half the population does. It's a total moving target, though, when the exact same people are screaming, open up the schools. And then when you do it, they're screaming, it's too soon. Like, what is wrong with you people? 
What the fuck is wrong with you? It all depends on who, like, on who, everyone, again, everyone's situation is going to be different. And I actually got a message on this when we talked about it yesterday in the podcast from someone who is a teacher. Um, she says, just a note on going back to school. If it happens on Monday, it's just different than going back in the summer. We didn't go back from a straight up lockdown like this. Classes may also change again. We're getting a warning in our school. Anyone who changed their learning format uh, means that students who are learning online may come back or vice versa. You're allowed to change classes once again. We may lose more teachers because of this, too. I worry about the long-term effects. Yeah, I mean, God, isn't everyone worried about what's going to happen long-term? But can we really can we really make decisions now based on what we're going to be worried about a year from now? I don't know. Listen, there is uh, a need to get kids back in school, some of them. Maybe it's not for everybody, and if it's not for your family, it's not for your kid, don't send your kid. Don't. And if you tried to get them into the online stream and you couldn't because you missed the deadline or whatever, you changed your mind because you're worried about the variant, totally understandable. Just declare them being homeschooled for a little while. That's all you have to do. Keep your kid home if you don't feel it's safe. If you're cool with it or if you need to go back, send your kid. But nobody's forcing you to do anything. And really, the the fighting has got to stop. And and I'll just say it because I've evolved on this a little bit too over the last couple of weeks. Not just because the numbers are dropping. Not just because of that. But just because I see people snapping. Mm-hmm. you got to get back to some semblance of normal life. I agree life. with you. Well, I mean, like I said uh, earlier this week, like I'm ready. Let's just fucking go here. Let's go. Like, I'm done with it. Let's fucking put the kids in school. They need to, they need the socialization. It's taking a toll on everyone's mental health, the parents included, who are struggling to just try to do everything they can to work from home. Also, there's still issues with that because there's still some management that's working with these people that don't understand. Hey, you have kids. They don't. They think of it as an excuse. Maybe they don't have kids themselves. Maybe they do, and they just don't give a fuck. Like I'm not sure what the situation is, but I'm hearing horror stories all over the place of people feeling as though they're going to lose their job or they're not going to get those promotions that they've wanted because this is basically holding them back from that because they want to be there for their kids and they need to do that. Obviously, that comes first. So to at least take that off their plate, I'm happy that this is going to be the case. I don't really have a dog in the fight right now. I don't have school age kids. I'm thankful my kid can still go to daycare and has been able to go to daycare through all of this. But I, I'm all for it. Let's, let's get back to it. Let's go. Some sense of normalcy Mm -hmm. is needed right now. You know, there's a lot of food service industry people that are dying to get back to work. And, and even when they go back, they know it's not going to be that full money-making opportunity that they once had because restaurant capacity is going to be restricted. There's hairstylists that have probably got a, a waiting list until May to get haircuts in because people need it. Uh, there's dogs that need to be groomed. There's so many different things that just need to get done. And we have to safely get these things reopened now. And you know what? We've proved that we can pivot And if shit goes down and those numbers start creeping up or that variant becomes very prevalent, okay, I guess we'll have to shut it down again. But we got to take a shot at it. We have to. And if we don't, we're completely fucked. Let's also keep in mind here. We have now, the situation has changed. We have no vaccines. Like, that's a debacle start to finish. Uh, Now we're taking vaccines from developing countries. We're dipping into the COVAX fund, which was all the developed countries kicking in a portion of their vaccines for the developing world to have access to them. Canada is actually going to take from that. That was the front page of the Globe and Mail yesterday. I can't believe that. It's nuts. But anyway, vaccines aside, at least we've locked down the border. 
For the most part, the border is locked down. And if you do happen to be able to figure out some loophole to come back to Canada, well, then we've got the failsafe of mandatory testing at the airport now. And once the mandatory testing expires, that's when the hotel stays kick in. So I think as long as we can manage the community spread here we got to take a shot at reopening stuff, guys. It's just been too long. We're almost at uh, the family day long weekend. That's just over a week away. It's been long enough. Six, seven, eight weeks now that we've been going at this. It's almost as long as the spring lockdown. And, and frankly, we're fucking broke. People are broke. We need to do this. Yeah. So Monday, the premier is going to have that conversation about uh, when we can start reopening. Don't be surprised at all if that's regional. And and I know that it's, people are going to be pissed. Oh, well, why does the north get to open and the rest of us don't? Well, you didn't keep your numbers down. It's pretty fucking simple. You know, why is stores in London open, but they're not in Hamilton? Well, because London did a good job at keeping their numbers down and Hamilton kind of let it slip for a bit. I mean, there's nowhere to look but in a mirror. And that's why certain regions are going to be allowed to open up before others because certain areas didn't do a very good job. Monday, he will make that announcement about when we are going to reopen, but I'm told it will be very, very regionalized. Let's talk about a couple of other things here. It's Facebook's birthday. Fuck Facebook. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, fuck. We it's to hard to believe that, that it was 2004, though. 2004, yeah. Facebook launched today. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, ugh, I, and, and, and look how far we've come. But people still use it every single day. You know, some people hate Facebook, so they've left I Facebook. Do. Some people hate yep. Facebook, but they're still on Facebook. I would probably include you and I as part of that category. Uh, and some people have never really ventured into it. And if that's you, good for you, I say. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not a Facebook fan. And it's funny because now sometimes people that are just Facebook people will send me a message. And it's usually prefaced by, sorry, I know you hate Facebook, but dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and that's totally fine. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach out anytime for any reason. And uh, if Facebook is the only way that you do it, that's fine. I mean, not a big deal. I just don't like using it just because I think it brings out the worst in people and I actually think the world would be a better place if we ditched Facebook for a couple of years. Just take a break, delete everything that's on there, and let's just start over fresh would probably be the best way to do it. I like what Nike has created, new accessible shoes. It's an initiative, sorry, an intuitive design that allows the wearer to easily slip in and out of the shoe without bending over. I really love this because they actually look nice. You know what I mean when I say that? Like when you, if you were to tell me about the shoe and I didn't see the shoe, I think they're probably so fucking ugly though, but they mm-hmm. are not. They are sleek. Uh, they're very nice. They look quite athletic, quite comfortable. And I think this is going to be a game changer for a lot of people. Okay. So when I hear accessible shoe, I instantly think of my dad. My dad is not as limber as he used to be. And the last few times I've seen him do it, he used a shoehorn to put his shoes on because he can't bend over the way he once did when he was younger. That's just one of the realities of aging. There's also people who have debilitating back problems. There's people out there who have health issues that prevent them from bending over. And there's a lot of women who are afflicted with the child inside them. The pregnant people. And if you're pregnant, especially in those late stages, it's probably pretty hard to bend over and tie your shoes. Mm -hmm. So in this case, you need the Nike Go Fly Ease. It's receiving worldwide praise already. Mm -hmm. So here's how it works. You put your foot in and press down on the heel. The shoe fastens with its patent pending bi-stable hinge and midsole tensioner. 
It's like a rubber band around the sneaker that expands to your foot and it's comfortable as shit. Kind of amazing. Like, cause that's simple, right? Like, I mean, that's not that big a stretch to come up with that. How didn't we come up with that sooner? Yeah, I think that they were just waiting for the right technology to make it so that it would it would work and stay stay like together. Because <laughs> if you think about it, there would be a lot of there. It's, it, that would be very hard to create because basically what you're doing is you're breaking the shoe in half in order to be able to slide your foot into it, and then it has to be able to come up and basically almost like snap without snapping back into place, which is basically how the shoe works. So it took them a while to do it. It does take years to perfect it because they're not just going to, it's Nike. They're not just going to throw something out there and hope for the best, cross your fingers. They want to make sure it is perfect, it is tested. So that does take a while, but I'm glad that they did it. Yeah, I was um, one of those people that uh, once I got very, very pregnant, like toward the eight-month mark, I never would have understood like why people had shoehorns. Like that thought never occurred to me. Like, what's a fucking shoehorn for? Like, I don't understand. You fucking put <laughs> That's for the old people. Well, how hard is it? Like, just put your fucking shoes on. And then when I was that pregnant, I remember being like, I, I literally couldn't even, I couldn't even, I, I, I couldn't do it. I just could not put on shoes. So a shoehorn was a game changer. This is definitely one <gasps> level above that. And like I said, I think it'll help a lot of people. So it's good. Was that when you went through that weird sandals phase in 2017 in the winter? <laughs> In the winter, yeah, in the dead of winter. It was also because it was so fucking hot all the time. So hot I can when, imagine. You're, when you're that pregnant. Honestly, I don't know how the fuck you girls do it. I can't even imagine what it would be like to just any time, randomly, day or night, feel something inside me moving. Yeah. That's insane to me. Yeah. You girls have the in, most incredible willpower, uh, determination, whatever you want to call it, yeah. to be able to see that thing through for nine months. Me, the second I felt something inside me start moving or I could see my stomach like with a little fucking arm pressing through it, I'd be like, get this thing out of me. <laughs> I don't know how you girls do it. I really don't. It's not very maternal, is it? Um, no, when honestly, well, it's, you know, what's happening. I mean, you're creating life and it's, it is weird. The weird part is toward the end of the pregnancy when the baby's basically full term and ready to go. And you can basically see the hand like imprint against your stomach or they hiccup. My oldest used to hiccup all the fucking time and it drove me crazy. And I knew some women that loved it. Like, oh, I love that feeling where I can feel them hiccup inside of me. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I couldn't stand that feeling. It would keep me up at night because my kid would just constantly hiccup inside of me. Like, imagine someone having the hiccups inside your body. That's no, what happened. I can't imagine that. That's that fucked. seems creepy as shit. No, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up, but it's so cool at the same time. I am an exceptional dad, but I would be a horrible mom. Like, <laughs> you heard it you here know? first. <laughs> it's true. I'd be a terrible mom. Uh, although I'm reading this and I'm thinking I would also be a horrible wife as well. Uh, the average person has five expired items in their fridge right now. So let me ask you a question. If I were to show up at your house right now, would you be embarrassed if I looked in your fridge is it organized? Is everything current? Do you have any expired shit in there? Old leftovers that you forgot about? I don't think I would be embarrassed. No, I don't. We go. Th I'm, I'm pretty good with using up the food and taking a look at the food constantly. But I'm wondering about the condiments, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. I'm wondering about yep. the condiments because I'm not sure now that you say it, if all my condiments are uh, good to it, it, eat. That's for sure. Not everybody's are. I was just going, I'll tell you the story in just a second, but uh, me personally, I just the other day 
had to clean a few things out of my fridge. It was recycling day, and I think I told you that I was using one of those meal plans right now. And I had to make room for leftovers because I live alone, and I got the meal kit for two. That's the smallest size it comes in. So I'm making two meals at dinner, and then the next one just gets used the next day. So as I'm making room in the fridge, I'm discovering all this shit that I, I see it every single day, but it never once registered to me that I never use that, and that's been in there for as long as I can remember. I had a jar of mayonnaise that expired in April 2020. Like, that was pandemic-expired mayo. Wow. I know, and it's there. I could see it every day. It was in the door of the fridge. But unless you use the mayo every single day, it's just sort of, it's in sight, but out of mind. What do you have against mayo? Why don't you eat mayo? I don't know. I just feel like it's unnecessary calories. It's like I don't use butter or anything anymore either. I just don't want any extra shit. I mean... If I can avoid it, I'm gonna. Um, in this particular case, I threw it out, and it smelled fine, but I did smell it. it, it I, I'm starting to think mayo could probably go a long time past its expiry date. <laughs> but yeah, sure. I had other shit in there, too. Like, uh, here's a jar of corn relish. I don't even like corn relish. Why the fuck do I have a jar of it in my well, fridge? You know, the people who who are that hate food waste will tell you that just because something says it's best before, it's not expired all the time. So the best before dates are literally meant to be the best taste, the best quality is before that date. For example, if you went through your cupboard right now, let's say you got a bag of chips, that best before date, I guarantee you if you haven't opened that, if you haven't cracked the seal on that bag of chips or even a jar of pickles, they're still perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just best before that date. It's not like you're going to die when you eat them. Well, I worry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, last See, thing you that's how do, we lead to so much food waste. And I try not to waste anything. But I mean, if I open up a jar of pickles, that's not the way I want to fucking go. Oh, somebody called 911. He had a nobody, pickle from a questionable jar in the nobody fridge. Nobody has ever died from eating a best before that date jar of pickles. Nobody. I don't want to be the first one. Do you know what the ambulance people are going to think when they get there and find me on the floor and, and say, oh, what happened? I had a craving for pickles. A smashed jar of pickles around your dead carcass. Yeah. <laughs> it smells like dill. and That's <laughs> a bad way to go. So anyway, the average person has five expired items in their fridge right now. Here's a few more things from this study. It takes an average of five weeks of something going bad in our fridge before we'll start to investigate where that smell is coming from. Wow. Something stinks, it, but I don't the, the garbage is fine. It's almost like the fridge is the last place you think to look. It has to get that bad, like that you're f- smelling it. If you have to smell it from outside your fridge, that's even worse. Oh, fuck. If you can smell it outside the fridge, that's pretty bad. Like that's that, that's raunchy. You, you got to get rid of that shit. But I see how it happens. You get stuff, you put it in the fridge. You're never taking the new stuff and putting it at the back and taking the stuff from the back and moving it to the front when you get new groceries. People don't take that kind of time. They don't organize their fridge that well. So stuff just keeps getting pushed further and further back. And then, I don't know, maybe it gets stashed behind a couple cans of beer. And before you know it, you've got an old fucking chicken cutlet that's growing an arm. You've got broccoli that looks like it's actually a bouquet of dead flowers. That sort of shit. By the way, about two-thirds of people say they have more leftovers in their fridge now than they normally would. Hmm. I could see that. Sure, it's a pandemic. 
Um, the things that annoy us the most about forgotten leftovers are wasting food, the cleanup, the smell, and wasting time cooking when you had something you could have just heated up. Right. That drives me nuts. If I put leftovers in the fridge and forget about them until it's too late to eat them, I feel like I lost money. Like I dropped a 20 yeah. or something. Like, fuck. Yeah. That was delicious at the time. 48% of us have thrown out an entire container of leftovers, including the Tupperware, because it was too gross to wash out. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, if it gets moldy, you, you know don't want to so, wash no. it. Just fucking throw it out. No, you're absolutely right. I've done that before. Like, no, it, 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 it ha- it's happened before where I'm so unsure about the content. But usually what happens is it's left in a bag. You know, like you took Mm -hmm. it, you took a lunch to go or something like that. Forgot about it. Even if it's for like a weekend or left it in a hot car. Have you ever done that? Oh, the whole fucking, yeah, the whole container's going. Everything is going, gone. If you ever want to see what that looks like, because maybe you're very clean and you have an organized fridge, uh, you're that type of person. Great. If you want to know what that Tupperware looks like, go to the fridge in your workplace because those are usually the places where you'll find the most expired shit. And that's probably where you'll find a Tupperware container that's got mold in it or a salad dressing that expired in the 90s and shit like that. Yep. Imagine that. So gross. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. 39% of people say the pandemic has increased their sex drive. Believe it? I don't understand. I don't. I'm trying to figure out if I do believe it because I don't. I guess when you're when you don't have that connection, where usually maybe you would have gone for a hookup, that makes sense. But people already in a relationship or something, I don't know how it would make you more horny. But if you're not in a relationship, then yes, I believe it. It's the sweats. It's the leggings. Oh, it does so, it for me. So sexy, right? Well, I'm, oh, fucking leggings are sexy on a bad day. So, I mean, yeah, they're good sometimes. But, I mean, when the other person is there, you've got a little more free time. Maybe you've just sort of resigned yourself to the fact that there's no date in particular that you're going back to work. Well, so you got to do something to occupy your time. Might as well just bang. <laughs> I don't know. There's lots of things you could do sure. besides that. But, I mean, it's an option that'll keep people busy. Sure. Yeah, 40% say it's increased their sex drive. That's not all, though. 38% say they're experimenting more in bed with 49% watching more porn than they used to. Hmm. More of an evening thing, right? That's not like a eh, 11 a.m. Why don't we go upstairs and watch some porn and I do mean, some crazy shit? Hey, if you have two people living in the same house out of work, what's the difference between fucking around at 11 o'clock in the morning or fucking around at 11 o'clock at night? I mean, any time is go time, I think. Daylight. That's the only thing holding me back. Just the daylight. The the natural light. (laughs) Honey, we've got to wait until the sun goes down. I'm sorry. (laughs) Here, let me make you a little fucking glory hole here. There you go. Now I'll do it. 46% have had at least one casual hookup during the pandemic. And 41% have started a friends with benefits situation during the past year. Okay. 
I can see this, right? Okay, I'm allowed to join one other household, and I don't think anybody's going to find out, but I'm fucking horny, and I know that person, and not really relationship material, but we can at least do some shit. Is that a reasonable conclusion to come to? Sure. I think so. Yep. If you're two consenting adults, why the fuck not? Go ahead. And if you haven't, do it. Friends with benefits. Super Bowl is on Sunday. There's a lot of people who don't like football that are very excited about Super Bowl. Sure. And they've asked people, well, why? If you don't like football, why would you be excited about watching football's championship game? I could tell you. What do you think it is? Okay, so I'm not sure what they answered, but first of all, something to something fun and something to look forward to is nice, right? Something to mm-hmm. watch. There's a lack sure. of options for some people, so great. Uh, and also, I mean, the entertainment value of it all, maybe they're doing more sport betting. Oh, and yeah. And of course, the halftime show, the weekend. Sure. The weekend's pretty popular with everybody. FOMO is one of the top reasons, the yeah. fear of missing out. I can see that. Well, everybody's getting together, and I don't like football, but I don't want to miss the gathering. That is one of the top reasons, fear of missing out. For the atmosphere, some people just like being around that crazy, some people are really into the game and some people don't give a shit, but there's definitely lots of food and booze. Yep. I can totally see that too. To get together with family and friends, sure. For the so, I'm sorry, I keep hitting my microphone because I'm very animated right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people say they're excited about the Super Bowl so that they can learn about the sport. Oh, don't. You know what? Let me give you some fucking advice here. (laughs) Here Let me me give you some advice. I've been through uh, whatever. How many did I actually watch? Let's say 25 Super Bowls. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Parties. I've been to people's houses, small gatherings, large gatherings uh, with my husband. Every single fucking time I say, I'm going to learn about this. You won't. Don't worry about it. Just fuck it. If you're not sure of the rules, you don't understand. And you're like, well, why is that happening? How come he only how come he only ran for like half a foot and then he got tackled and people are, are screaming and happy and clapping? I don't understand. Don't fucking try. Just don't. Just have some drinks. Play your own game in your own head there. Play some bets, like I said. Whatever gets you through it. Don't even bother trying to fucking learn. If you if you haven't figured it out by now, don't even bother. It's such an easy sport. You just have to run 10 yards or throw it 10 yards. That's it. Then you get your first down and you can start over again with a new set of four it's, downs. I mean, I, look, that's fine. Like, hey, and I'm 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 happy for people. That's great, man. Love your sport. Awesome. I just, that's so I just, condescending. It's so... <laughs> it, it's so... Stop and go. Yeah, you and your stupid fucking sport. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. Fine. I'm happy no, for it's great. You. No, I'm happy. I'm happy for y'all that watch it. I understand. It's a very popular sport. Great. Fine. But the stop and the go and the stop and the go and the start and stop and then the clock, it's very, it's, it's, it's not for me. It's not for me. But again, I will watch it. I am into the, to the dramatics of it all. I uh, like Tom Brady and my husband's a Bucks fan. So I'm going to be watching this one specifically. And then I'm in there for the halftime show and I'm getting the fuck out. Mm. All right. I mean, that's fair. Uh, another one of the popular reasons that people say they're going to watch is um, so they can join in the conversation the next day. And last but certainly not least, to impress someone else. So I know for a fact my girlfriend gives zero fucks about football. She doesn't. I mean, if anything, she would have liked the Bills because I like the Bills, but she probably doesn't even like the fucking Bills. Uh, she doesn't know who these two teams are or even what sport they're playing, but she's excited about Super Bowl. Because I'm excited about Super Bowl. Yeah, that's good. 
There's a lot of people who will try and fit in just for the sake of fitting in. And you know what? If you want to do that, that's totally fine, too. Don't let anybody make you feel bad about it. Just drink your face off. Yeah, that's what And I'm eat gonna... everything you can get your hands on. Yes, absolutely. Make it fun. Like, I'm excited. I'm going to put out a couple of little platters, some charcuterie, some whatever. Make some wings and make sure that my husband's happy there with all of his stuff. And that'll make me happy. No problem. But I'm not going to give a fuck what happens at the end of the day. I don't mm-hmm. care. Um, actually, this weekend is a great sports weekend for me. I can't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday, and we're going to have some snow on the ground here in southern Ontario, by the way. Lots of snow tonight, 5 to 10 centimeters for most of southwestern Ontario into the GTA. But once we get through that, it's going to be cold, so I can stay in, I can watch TV. And not only is it Super Bowl Sunday, but uh, it's my son's first ever NCAA game on Saturday. Oh, okay. So I'm excited to watch my own kid on TV fucking livid that i can't be down there but at least i get to watch it on tv so yeah that's good it's shitty news um just speaking of uh lacrosse shitty news about the nll though i know uh yeah if anybody is a a fan of the national lacrosse league that's such a great time by the way it always amazes me when people say oh i don't like lacrosse and i ask them have you ever been to a game and they say no Okay, I think you just probably don't understand the game. If you went to a game and didn't like it, that I would totally understand. But if you haven't been, I don't understand how you don't like it. It's a great atmosphere, and the Toronto Rock are one of the best teams in the league, and they just announced yesterday that they've canceled the season. Mm. It's a strange situation. Um, uh, Lacrosse is, I would compare it, similar to, say, uh, CFL football. We all know that players in the CFL don't get paid as much as players in the NFL. A lot of CFL players have another job, and that's a reality for a lot of pro lacrosse players. I mean, they make good money playing the sport, but it's not their career. So they uh, just can't get a bubble together. Asking everybody to come in and stay in one place completely isolated for the amount of weeks it would take to do the season, it's just not practical. So they've canceled the season, but they are going to start the 2022 season in the late fall, they say, which is going to be bizarre because then you're going to see lacrosse competing with hockey, basketball and (laughs) NFL football and college football. That's weird. Oh, it certainly is. But anyway, if you're one of the pro lacrosse players that listens to this podcast, thank you. We appreciate you. And I'm sorry. I, uh... Fuck, I know you guys wanted to play and win that championship it this sucks year. For, you know, like just sports right now in general, it really sucks. Like as someone who really wants to put their kid into sports right now, it it, mm-hmm. it sucks. You know, I would planned swimming and soccer and I don't know when we're going to be able to get back to all of those things in a normal way. I know there's some there's going to be some limited availability for certain activities, but for the kids involved, too. I mean, it's oh so important for the kids to get involved in stuff like that. And it's uh, it's it's. I don't even know if it's going to be doable this summer. I really hope so in some cases, but ah, it sucks. It sucks. I think it's going to happen, personally. I I think there's going to be some sports this year. I really do. It's just a matter of what it's going to look like. Um, And that's, I don't know. Like, Hey, great news. You can play hockey, but it's only three on three, and you've got to stay five feet away from everybody at all times. Okay, well, that's not really hockey. (laughs) It's great that you're on the ice with a stick and a puck, but it's not really hockey. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the amount of work that the volunteers in minor sports are doing right now is pretty crazy. Uh, I myself uh, plan a couple of lacrosse leagues, and I am right now working on a season to start in May. And that's very optimistic, but I'm hoping that it can be done. 
Okay, guys, we'll let you go. Thank you for listening to After 9 today. Uh, Be safe out there. We will have another edition coming out tomorrow. And then bring on the weekend. Don't fuck around. Hey, hey, you. I see a little fucking around. You, you fucking turn that shit right around. Stop it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.